Aloha, everybody, and welcome to The Joystick Show, a podcast where three friends from high school in Hawaii get together to chat about comics, video games, and pop culture. I'm Thomas, and we have a very special guest on the show. We have Rick Ives. He is a writer, director, executive producer for his own movie, which we'll get into, but he has also worked at Marvel as an editor and assistant editor, I believe, and uh, Rick Thanks for joining. How are you doing? Aloha. Hey, I meant to ask you, what island were you guys from? Right on. Yeah, we are all from Oahu. We all grew oh, okay. up in this little town called Mililani. Mililani. All right. Yeah. Have you ever been there? The first, Not Mililani, but Oahu. <laughs> the first movie I ever worked on uh, professionally was Journey to Mysterious Island. We okay. shot on Oahu. So oh, have you nice. seen that one? Uh, I have not, but it's on. now it's on the movie list. It's like a kid's movie. You know, it's cute. It's a family, right family thing. But it's got The Rock and Vanessa Hudgens and Michael, Michael Caine. Oh, there you it. go. And we spent <laughs> nice. uh, we spent like four months on Oahu, like going everywhere in that island. It was super cool. I liked it there a lot. That is fantastic. I definitely got to see that movie. What did you think about Oahu? Um, love Oahu. So I was there one day in Waimea Canyon when it was going off. Okay. And oh, yeah? I surf in California when I was in college and stuff. Not so much anymore. I live in Georgia now. There's not a lot of waves. In yeah, Atlanta. yeah. Not but, a lot uh, of surf in Georgia. I was <laughs> there to see uh, Waimea going off one time, and it was unlike anything I had seen. You know, I've seen videos. You see right. videos of that stuff. You see movies. Oh, yeah. But when you see in person mountains in the, in the water and people riding on it and feeling <laughs> the crash, it's like an earthquake. Yeah. Holy cow. It's not something else. It, it's crazy. Yep. It's ridiculous. They they actually just did the Eddie I Cow that you were talking about uh-huh, that takes uh-huh. place in Waimea. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, even growing up there, like I surfed growing up, like here and there, but man, there's no way in hell you would catch me in the water on never, those waves. Never. But it's yeah. still just like you're in awe just to stand on the beach and look at it. Holy exactly. cow. It's amazing. It like almost doesn't make sense. I know. Yeah. It's incredible. But, uh, but yeah, we did all the touristy stuff while we were there and uh, I was there for winter time. So that was cool. Do like Christmas out nice. in Hawaii and uh, love to go back, man. There you go. Get away from the white Christmas of it all or I guess yeah. traded it for white sand and everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to start kind of at the beginning a little bit. Like, was there a specific moment or when did you figure out that film was the direction you wanted to go in? Oh, man. I don't know. It's been so, it's, it was so early. I grew up watching so many movies. My parents were really into that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm old enough that I remember Blockbuster and Hollywood Video. Oh, yeah. Blockbuster and we, on Friday night was like the jam, man. Uh, once DVDs came out, they had all these special features. I was the dude who watched every special feature on every DVD. They made those for me. You know? <laughs> yeah. And we would rent two or three movies on a weekend. And the next morning, I would wake up and watch every behind-the-scenes featurette. I go through all the still photos. I go through all the production notes. Right. I was just like, totally swept away by, how did they do this? It's so cool to me. Exactly. Um, when I was in high school, I realized you could go to college to do this. That kind of blew my mind. And I said, that's it. I mean, no question. That's what I got to do. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. What movie or show stuck out to you where you're like, holy crap, that's what I want to do? Uh, it was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I All right. Remember. Classic. I mean, that's one I had on repeat. Yeah. And 
when I was old enough to like really appreciate it, man, that's the one that did it. Like it's fun. There's an mm. adventure. It's kind of scary, but it's also kind of safe. And yeah. it's funny, and it's oh man, I just love every second of that. It just movie. has it all. So, yeah, it's it's a perfect movie to for this sure. day. I mean, I like all movies, all genres, but I do come back to adventure. We don't have too much of that anymore. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, it seems like it kind of falls uh, in the superhero genre right, a lot. Right, exactly. These days, the superhero you know? genre has kind of taken over all genres. Like it is the comedy yes. and it is the adventure. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the yeah, and, and a lot of people uh, love it and hate it, but I'm one of those people that falls on the side of loving it because yeah. these are okay. characters I was so stoked on when I was growing up, and, and you know, thinking that the Avengers could have their own movie when I was a kid would, seemed impossible, yeah, and here nice. we are. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. For me, it was Star Wars, and for all the people who complain about, listen up, people out there in podcast land complaining about how bad the Star Wars movies are, <laughs> yeah. I grew up at a time when there was no more Star Wars, all right? It was over. We had three <laughs> right. movies and a Christmas special that might exist, but nobody's seen it before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You almost have to be careful who you tell you watch the Christmas special, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're not, and hey, do you watch that thing? Yeah, I watch it. Yeah, it was pretty cool, right? Just the, dude, just the fact that it's still here is a dream come true for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did you watch Andor? Oh, loved Andor. How loved good it. was that? It's so good. Oh so my I was God. a little cold on that one for the first two. I was like, ah, it's yeah, slow. Right. And then by episode three, boom, takes off, and I was hooked. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you, maybe you guys talked about this, but they kind of did that that series in chunks, like three episodes, mm-hmm. three episodes, three episodes. Yeah. And I do not like to wait. In fact, I'm not watching Last of Us right now for the same reason. I don't want to wait. Oh. In between episodes. You're just like a binger then. You got to yeah, get it all yeah. one time. So for Star for Andor, I was like, as soon as three weeks pass, okay, I'm watching these three. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that's a smart way to do it. If we didn't have to cover it for this show and some other shows, that's like, had I known better or been able to do that in the past, that's the way I would have done it. Because I can bear at least a break, you know, if it came to some kind of conclusion. But right. if it's just a cliffhanger every time, I can't, I can't do it. I can't. Yeah. At least, so like, if you got to those three-episode chunks, that third episode, there's a little bit of completion where you're like, yeah, okay, exactly. I feel good about that. I can right. now wait for right. it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so good, uh, though. But for Last of Us, I know you guys talk about that one a lot. I haven't watched any, so don't spoil it for me. Although I was nope. a big fan of the game. Don't worry, uh, don't worry. Your and plus when you listen to your episode back, it'll just be about you. So oh, no sweet. spoiler alert will be <laughs> okay. on the title of that episode. But yeah, absolutely. So I want to touch on this, man. You had, you know, I was looking through your IMDb and your work, and you've done something really special of your own that I definitely want to touch on later. Nice, but you've thank worked you. on some amazing uh, titles, you know, as an editor. Is there any projects through Marvel or anything that you've worked on in your life, really, that you're particularly proud of, excluding your own personal work? Oh, man. Good question. Okay, so let me clarify. I was only an assistant editor on a lot of those. Yeah. Um, The only stuff I've actually had an editor credit on are the indie movies that are on that list, which you've probably never seen except for maybe the one I just did. But um, it's funny. They they all have their own, like, special place in your heart. You know? Yeah. Uh, Independence Day 2, not a great movie. I'll be honest with you. Not a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm in that movie, so it's special because, you know, I got like a couple couple seconds on the screen by myself. uh, But I got to see all those actors, like, real close in person. Uh, 
Did you Hugo? have this moment like, holy crap, I'm on set with, yeah, I think it was like Liam Hemsworth. Was yeah, like that's one of right. the main actors. And, and Goldblum and yeah. uh, Bill Pullman and, all, you know, all the original cast except for mm. Will Smith. But right. yeah, I got thrown into that. I was working on set for that movie and I found out like four days before I was going to it. And all of a sudden I was in Albuquerque, the desert, in a studio at four in the afternoon, like standing next to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> wow. Like, what am I doing here? This is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the first credit I ever had that came out in theaters was Hugo and that's a Martin Scorsese best picture movie Yeah, and I was like straight out of college I got my name on this and I was like dude this was easy <laughs> yeah you're like I'm killing it it's not yeah. easy I really lucked into that one but uh, yeah. yeah so that one's kind of special because that's cool Scorsese movie um, yeah, I love all the Marvel that's... stuff probably my favorite is the Infinity War and Endgame movies because that was a year, you know, they shot those back to back, and I worked right. a lot of time on those, and I kept a lot of secrets mm-hmm. for a long time oh about those movies. <laughs> I don't know how you could do. It. I always and when think they about... finally came out, it's so exciting to share with people, you know. And yeah, obviously, those movies are enormous, so it's fun to say that you're a part of those, and you know, have the have the coat in my closet that has Avengers: Infinity War on it, and you know, beanies and stuff, <sighs> say crew, and so that's what? cool. Yeah, okay, totally. I'm already infinitely jealous because of the, <laughs> those are like my abs- absolutely all-time favorite movies. Uh, the first Avengers like blew my mind, and uh, uh, the original one. Back yeah, the, like the original one, right? And then right? from there, yeah, from from '08, where you know, yeah, the first the team assembles for the first time, and I was, was like, it '08. I was it 08? think so. Was it I don't know. Okay. I don't have IMDb. Whatever the first Avengers was, yeah, right. Yeah, that whatever it was, but man, okay. So you were already in that world. How do you get pulled in to the Marvel or like the MCU to do work? Twenty twelve, I think was Avengers. I think Iron Man was oh eight. That's uh, right. Yeah, you are right. So I took. Also, a... I suddenly remember, like I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> I took a. I was doing dailies. That was straight out of college. I was doing dailies for actually it was James Cameron's three D company. I started there the day Avatar came out, and. If you remember the 3D craze, everything was being shot in 3D because they all wanted people back in the theater to see their movie instead of pirating it. Uh, It was also like right at the beginning of streaming era. So pirating was a big deal because it wasn't as easy to, you know, spend a dollar and watch something as it is today. But um, so I was doing 3D dailies for a bunch of movies and eventually um, I got called to do dailies out in Georgia, they were looking for somebody at Pinewood Studios and told my wife, hey, I just got this offer. Do you think we could move to Georgia? (laughs) Wait, where were you guys at the time? We were living in LA. That's where uh, I went to school. That's where I spent the first, you know, long bit of my career. Where Um, was it? UCLA, USC, Chapman? Oh, no, no, no. I went to a school called Brooks Institute. Doesn't exist anymore. It was one of those for-profit schools that... Yeah, but it got you to where you are. So it worked out in some yeah, way. It worked sure. out for me. Yeah. Uh, so we took this job out in Atlanta. That was to do dailies for um, Infinity War and Endgame. Okay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask like this is for the audience, but it's yeah, definitely for, for it. me. What is a daily? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Right. So dailies are uh, the post-production process that happens right after they shoot it. So in olden times... Mm-hmm. Like before the year 2000, uh, everything was shot on film. 
right? Oh yeah. And you would still yeah. have to you would have to develop that film at night, and then the director producers would all watch it during the day next day. Wow. Um, it's all digital now, but it still happens that way. So they mm-hmm. it's not your iPhone that they're shooting on, right? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinema quality cameras. E- exactly. Some type of Red Dragon uh, camera or Alexa, or like yeah, something yeah, yeah. wild, expensive, and uh, it takes <laughs> a lot of work to get it into the into the Avid or the Premiere or whatever you're editing on. So that's what Daily's Lab does overnight, and that's what I was doing. Um, and so I just got to sit there every night and like look at what they shot during the day, which a lot of people don't even get to do. You know, not even hair makeup people or yeah. actors or assistants get to watch the <laughs> watch the footage. They just, they're right. just there while they're shooting. Um, so I did that for Pinewood for a while, a couple other movies. Eventually, Pinewood Worldwide, that's kind of a big brand, Pinewood's from the U.K., Mm-hmm. Um, decided not to do dailies anymore at all, and we were in the crossfire of that. So I got laid off, uh-huh. and I started emailing all the people I'd worked with at Marvel and said, "Hey, I want to be an editorial, anyways. Keep me in mind if you have a position open." And it took yeah. a little while, but eventually, um, all the Disney Plus TV shows were starting at that time, and they needed more help than they were used to. So mm-hmm. I got in on a five-week job. <laughs> they were like, wow. "We're going to bring you in for five weeks," and then. It You're just like, dang, I hope this turns into five years. Just or... hold on tight. And <laughs> yeah, pandemic yeah. happened, and they started, you know, had to change, yeah, you know, Dis- pivot a little Disney bit on Plus how they were doing things. Shot up 500%, and you're like, yes. And uh, just hold on to that job. And thankfully, they shoot so much in Georgia that I just kind of roll on to the next ones all the time. But so nice. I don't know. You wanted, you looked at my list, but real quick for everyone else, it was uh, what? Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, yep, Miss Marvel. Loki, Miss Marvel. I saw Hawkeye in there. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I think that's all I've worked on that's been released. So I'm gonna stop there. Yeah, yeah. Before wanna... we, before you say something that you have an NDA for that gets you into trouble, we might want to pause. It. You can look but up I mean, my IMDb and you'll see what I'm working on. Exactly. Uh, that I'm done with, but hasn't been out yet. And then, and then I'm, you know, on go ongoing. I mean, sure, you got next. the Mandalorian, Mandalorian on here too. You got Infinity War, like said, forty-seven Ronin. That was a bad. Oh yeah. Movie. Okay, that, you liked that one. Okay. Yeah, cool. I did. That a, absolutely. That movie was a problem movie, but really, eh. Can you tell us? Can you tell me why it was a problem, or do you want? I mean, you can just look. You can just look that up online. They went into massive reshoots, and they were so over budget, and they shot mm. that whole movie to be in Japanese, I believe. And right. then afterwards they decided this cannot be in Japanese American movie. It needs to be in English. So we need to be English in here. Yeah. Yeah. And like man. Um and I don't know if that director has made anything since then. You'd have to check it out and see. But that at the time that was like one of the f- biggest uh movie bombs that had had ever been released. So. <laughs> That's funny. We I'm probably a little biased because there's so many Japanese people in Hawaii. I'm one of them. I grew up like studying Japanese, so I probably was a little bit okay. I was like, Dude, yeah, give me all the Japanese. The 47 you got. I love it. Story is cool. Like it's worthy yeah. of a of a big movie. Yeah. Uh, it just, that one just was kind of a train wreck of a production is all but i'm <laughs> gotcha. glad you liked it though there you go <laughs> yeah absolutely uh so other things that you worked on too i mean anything in the mar how does it work like is it all pretty much the same when you're working on these marvel titles yeah they come yeah. in yeah it's not even your same it's not routine. even the same across marvel it's like the same across any movie you know nice the post-production world is like interchangeable it doesn't really matter what the content is you're doing the same thing (laughs) it makes it more fun when you care about what you're working on definitely but yeah it's kind of the same job (laughs) (laughs) gotcha gotcha. what's what's the day in the life 
like? Is it just, yeah, you're, t- you're watching the footage and then you're trying to figure out where to cut it? Like, so that's what the editor does. And one day, hopefully, I'm there. Um, that's what I do on the smaller stuff that I do on my part-time. Hey, you've already done it to some degree. <laughs> now, now you just need the title and them to say, yeah, you're, this, you're right, the guy right. here. Yeah. Um, so that is what the editor does. That's like the artistic position of post-production. And they're really putting a big puzzle together of thousands of pieces. And they don't necessarily know what the picture is supposed to look like. They're just making it as, as good as they can. And then yeah. the assistants are all a uh, support team. So if someone needs a sound effect or someone needs um, stock footage or, mm-hmm. I mean, for example, on the two Avengers movies, we shot like 800 hours of footage. Holy. And you have to really have all of that dialed in so you know exactly where to find anything. And it's all named a particular way, and it's living in a certain place on giant servers. And a lot of your job is just keeping that organized so you can find all that. And that's what yeah. I do day to day is we just go through every shot that comes through. This is the same for every every. Jeez. I, I mean, I can barely keep together podcast clips. I can't imagine <laughs> doing it for a movie Well, it's that not just size. me. I mean, you have a whole team of, of doing yeah. it. But yeah, yeah, you just go through and make sure every <laughs> shot's there. You're not missing anything. You got Definitely. Make sure it's all marked so the editor can find, you know, a place on the timeline of what they're looking for very easily and, you know, that kind of stuff. Right on. I mean, yeah, that's incredible. It it sounds very meticulous, very detail-oriented, like truly, and that can't be completely easy. Uh, so I'm, like, conflicted here. I kind of want to ask you a superhero question or I kind of want to dive into your personal experience. I'm going to start... One more superhero question. Get all it. right, let's do it. All right, Eddie... So who is your favorite superhero, and it, and what superpower would you want if you could have any? Oh, superpower that I would want. I already have a superpower, and that is I can slip my shoes on when they're tied. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. It's pretty great. Uh, yeah, I don't have hey, to tie my shoes. <laughs> exactly. If your shoes are ever off and you need to get out the door fast, dude, your superpower is coming in handy. <laughs> that's right. Uh, let's see. I, when I was growing up, I was a big fan of uh, the Batman animated series. Yes. Remember that one? Absolutely. So Kevin Conroy? Absolutely. Yeah. And Hamill. Yeah. Uh, so I always said that my favorite was Batman because he's just so cool. Especially, I, yeah, I was just the right age for the animated series, and then I was just the right age for the Nolan Batman movies yeah. when they came out. Yeah. So I loved Batman. As far as MCU goes, my favorite has always been Captain America. I just love the like boy scout nature like he's so good yes dude yes no matter what we're on the same page man on both of them i'm like i just love that he's so moral and he's so hopeful and even when he's broken he's still hopeful oh that's why that one of my favorite scene in endgame is when he's just standing there alone and he's like you know what (sighs) tighten the shield yep this is how it ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He I'm never gonna quits. die here. Yeah. Yes, I, dude, I can't agree with you enough. That by far he's my favorite favorite character because he brings hope in like a hopeless place, right? Yeah, and, totally. You know, they if they if DC could do it with Superman, I believe in James Gunn. If that's he could the do thing. It with Superman, hey, that's the thing. Damn. Superman is that, right? But ah, man, they just have such a hard time trying to they, figure out. They do. Yeah. You know, Superman's tough anyways. I think he's more of a product of his time than they did with Captain America these days. Mm-hmm. Um, because they haven't, I don't know if they really nailed getting Superman into the modern era, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's the constant conversation I hear in the comic book world. You know, certain comic book creators are like, they just don't know how to spin it. And mm-hmm. some other people are like, well, the ideals of that character are old fashioned. Right. So, right. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh, okay, but... so I'm not the only one who thinks this. That's good to hear that I'm not crazy. No, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's You're tough. Not crazy. How do you make Just somebody don't agree with you? How do you make someone who's so good interesting? And yeah, interesting and who can defeat anything you know, still interesting. Right. Cuz for sure. And that's the thing. I, I kind of wish uh, co-host Drake was on here because he loves like God tier characters. And right. I always say I need a character with weakness. Right. So I want somebody who's going to have to struggle through things like Captain America it has just enough power, but right. he's still like, he's just a better human. He's just a little stronger, a little right, faster, right, right. but at his core, he can still bleed. He can still, you know, be torn down. It's just, he chooses to be more hopeful through it. Superman right. is tough because he's, he's, in, he's practically invincible unless right. you have a magic rock bullet. The stakes are low. Yeah. The funny thing is I noticed this, uh, Probably later into my childhood, but all the Superman movies end with him uh, using a power you didn't know he had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh no, how's he gonna do this?" Oh, hold on a second. I didn't know he could turn time backwards, backwards. by, by flying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's so or, strong. He can okay, pull the I knew earth he was strong, but I didn't know he was that strong. Like he could <laughs> yeah. pick up a whole island. Yeah, Come yeah, on. exactly. <laughs> yeah. If I had known that, this wouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, uh, you know, Goku before like anime was so big. Like he was constantly just leveling up when he needed yeah. to, yeah. and then leveling back down just to <laughs> see more, more, I don't know, relatable. I guess. Totally. So I just don't know if you could do that anymore. Audiences won't be fooled by that. So you have to. I mean, it just has to be like a more challenge for him i guess like yeah. choosing between two good things so mm-hmm. i mean fingers crossed man i love those characters and i hope to see them do well in the next five years <laughs> absolutely yeah I, I believe in james gunn i think he's gonna he he can he can get it done and also i hope that you get to work on those as well I so would that you got the marvel that. and dc on oh, your man, resume that would be amazing i never even considered that but yeah you're right okay <laughs> So oh let's oh man I never said what my superhero my actual superpower would be do you, I don't do you know. yeah do you have it I mean I like uh, the shoe slipping on one I mean one of my friends <laughs> shout out to John he's like dude what if you had the power to just you had you could fly or I guess you could hover but only backwards I was like that would ooh. be lame but you could still do it that, that nobody else could do that so you know um, I always I I'm always split between would it be cooler to be able to turn invisible. That's kind of creepy, sneaky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sound like that guy for the boys a little bit. Or or, um, or stop time because I, I feel like I never have enough time stop. to do the stuff that I want to do. And if Dude. I could just freeze it and like get through a book or you know write a whole screenplay and then come back and no time had passed. Oh, Matt, man. we are cut from the same cloth. You said uh, Captain America tonight. You said Batman the Animated Series. And you said stop time, which those are all three <laughs> are probably would be me? my answers. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We're like the Spider-Man meme right now. Pointing yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I just want to be—I want to be Garfield because I want to be, uh, you know, the guy that nobody appreciated, but then came back in a big bad way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> but hey, man, I want to switch gears because I want to talk about you took all 
at least from what I've heard already, it, it sounds like you took all the knowledge that you gained doing different things in the industry, and then you were able br- to bring it to your own project. And I'm going to slow Pretty down much. so That's I can find this. That's a good way to this. put it. Yeah. Yeah. So where did you get the inspiration to write your story, Solid, r- Solid Rock Trust? Okay. Precursor, Solid Rock Trust. That's the movie that I just released that's available yeah. for everyone. That's why we're talking about it tonight. Um, can I tell them what it is real quick? Absolutely, so have some please context. do. Okay, so this is for a sure. bank heist movie like you've never seen before. Uh, I know you've seen a lot of bank heist movies. So have I. I love them all. <laughs> yeah. But this one's different. So we got one actress in a room. That room is not in a bank. She has a whole bunch of cell phones. She has a whole bunch of accents. She has a whole bunch of languages. She's orchestrating the bank heist from another place. And everything you expect to happen is still going to happen. Cops get called. Double crossings. Uh, shootouts. I mean, take your pick. Lots of surprises, yep. lots of twists and turns, except we never leave the room. So we're with her the whole time watching her give this performance. And uh, hopefully you can tell me about what you thought about it in a minute. But Dude, I, you, I mean, obviously you're the guy that wrote, directed, and everything, and you perfectly described it. But I almost feel like that's underselling it. Because okay. there's so much drama <laughs> and tension. And Coco Marshall, I mean, is incredible. She just the way she can go. I like I watched it. I came out and I said my wife, I was like, You gotta watch this. Like the way she can switch between these different accents because my wife's a pretty good impressionist. Uh-huh, and she can cool. like we watch this uh reality show called Love Island. She does all the different British voices <laughs> and she does it really, really good. But watching Coco Marshall switch between a French and Australian and English on like the flip of a dime was so damn good. She's so impressive in it. And the tension and the way it's shot, the, the movie really moves. Um, yeah, it's exciting. I, I was really blown away, man. So, um, Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you, you killed it. So where did this idea come from? Um, very selfish reasons. I was in college, and I had an apartment that I lived in, and I needed to write a short that took place in one room. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was did, like, what can I have sh- to film, film it? Yourself no, I too? didn't end up, I didn't end up shooting that one. We ended up doing something else, but, uh, I had the, the problem with a short is it needs to be like seven or eight minutes and I can never get this down to under like 25 pages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just too long. You know, if you want to, if you want to have twists and turns and surprises, you got to like have time to set that up. So that's what I can never crack. Right. Um, it's like when people tell me not to put out a two-hour episode, and I'm like, I want to make it an hour, but I have too much shit to say, so... Too bad. You know what? This is going to be a two-hour episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to make it three hours now. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, too bad. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I was editing these low-budget features on the side, because I wanted to have editing credits, um, that were all you know in the same range of budget, and eventually I was like, dude, I kind of have a script that we could do that would be yeah. you know relatively cheap it was written to be cheap um, but it has potential it's kind of a high concept thing what do you think so i pitched it to them uh they're the same people who helped me produce it and they said this is a great idea let's go Flash for bulb it. films uh flashbulb films what? is mine so the the other one was okay. um san bernardino theatrical arts foundation i think is what they're called nice. um, so they're like a in san bernardino a live theater company and they do a show like every two weeks, big ones, like thousands wow. of people go. And uh, they said, we have all these actors. Why aren't we making a movie once a year? Why not? <laughs> nice. So they started to, I'm their editor um, and that's going great. And I pitched this story to them and they helped me out make it. Um, and I, look, I know it's a tough sell to have one person in a room on a computer 
on a phone for 90 minutes. So I was just constantly trying to throw stuff in there that would make this more interesting. I love watching people do different accents. You know when you watch Andrew Garfield speaking English for the first time, and you're like, yeah. wait, hold on. I thought you were – what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he did that one where they were um, like these Christian evangelists that do a TV show, and he has that like southern twang in it too. I mean, he's amazing it's so, at it's it. It's so wild to see somebody change. So I thought, man, what if we just had somebody changing accents right in front of us? That's kind of right. interesting. They have all these phones. Um, okay, they're going to be a different person for each time they pick up the phone towards somebody else. And we're going to explore why that is, you know, in the story. But yeah, um, I, I can't I just, undersell how impressive of a job she does, man. I, she's like, amazing. It is incredible. And in fact, let me tell you real quick. Uh, we casted her uh, long before we ever called her because of the pandemic. And uh, when I finally did talk to her and she came out, she brought more accents than I had in the script. Wow. So I had doubled up some of them because I was like, eh, not going to find mm. anybody who could do this many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She or was at like, least hey, not I do it convincingly. A, I do a New York accent. Could I change this character to be – yeah, please, please. Right. Let's do it. And she probably has more. She speaks like four languages and yeah. she just loves linguistics. Okay. So. Thank you so much for touching on that because when she starts speaking Spanish – it's like so good. Like it sounds like Spanish from Spain to me. I yeah. mean, I'm a layman. Yeah. I have no yeah. idea, but it sounds so good. And I'm like, not only could you do all these different accents, but speak really good Spanish and as French. well. And, and French. And French. I mean, yeah. <laughs> She's impressive, man. Definitely. So, so what was, yeah. yeah. No, sorry, continue. So we were just trying to throw as much stuff as you could. And uh, I wanted to make sure I hit all the bank heist, you know, tropes, but try mm-hmm. to flip them on their head to do in a different way than you've seen before, right? So hopefully you get really invested in the characters even though you've never seen them. Uh, and you're really invested when they're in danger because you've seen a bank heist movie before. You know what's happening in the bank. And now you're just yeah. going to listen and hopefully you're connected enough that it matters to you, you know? Absolutely. You know, when I was watching that, to that point, you know, it was almost like a book, right? Like you're hearing mm-hmm. things about these characters and then you're – you're creating this image in your mind. Right, right. So it it was really cool. I, I agree. Like it was just coming across to me. I could envision it. I Sweet. could That's I had perfect. a picture in my That's head. Exactly for these what characters. I wanted. Because it's two layers, right? Like you're watching her give the performance, but it's also you're like putting the rest of it together in your mind. Right. Cause you're trying to piece like how do all these characters fit in this story? How are they interacting? And do they know each other? And what do they know? Mm-hmm. And you know, just uh, yeah, I'm like trying so hard not to spoil things as well because <laughs> yeah. I want people to watch it. Sweet. But it uh yeah, I just I loved it, man. I thought it was really intriguing and it it was captivating the whole time. I, I was yeah, I was really impressed with that. And yeah, to me I feel like it was like that book. That book, you're just like a page turner, and you're like, wait, okay, and your mind's creating these these faces and situations and and places. So yes, I think you do a fantastic job of creating. I want to. Uh, sorry, I'm getting way too excited. What was it like <laughs> to then turn this into your own movie and then step into the director's seat? Yeah, so it's totally surreal. Uh, I worked on the script for a long time. I actually started working on scripts. Uh, in an effort to become a better editor, right? So I was okay. always sort of interested in screenplays, but once I started editing, I was like trying to figure out why scenes are happening in this order or why are they this length or what are we learning about a character over these three minutes? And mm-hmm. 
what better way than to start reading scripts and start writing them yourself so you see why the the writer put it the way that right. it is. Yeah, you start seeing the beats. And uh, since I wrote this movie, I've written like four or five more, and it kind of gets easier as you go. Cause you... All right. But, dude, this one took me years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it takes oh. a long time to figure out how to do it the first one or two times. Um, so I spent a lot of time thinking about this movie, thinking about are we going to make this, you know, thinking about how I want scenes to play out. Probably more time than most people do when they walk into a movie. But when it when I finally was standing there and saw it on the monitor, and she's sitting at the desk and she's doing these words, and uh, we're doing playback, so you hear all the phone calls in the room. Yep, it was crazy. Whole wow, it's like exactly what I imagined right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally surreal. Oh um, my god, that's incredible, yeah, and just though. you know, super humble and lucky that you got to see see it. Like right in front of you, it's pretty amazing. That is awesome, man. Yeah, it's it's beautiful when you have something in your mind, and you know you're like, oh, I'll just keep chipping away at it. I'll make it something, and to see the level that you're at, and now it's an actual movie that you can watch. Where, where can people watch it? Oh, so you can watch this uh, on Tubi for free. That's in a lot right. of places in the world. Anywhere that there's Tubi, they just had All a Super Bowl right. commercial, so I know there's people out there. Yeah, definitely. The last person uh, we had on as well, this guy, Ty, from another podcast, he's worked on movies as well. He's all about that Tubi life. He, yeah. he dropped Tubi in his conversation like 20 times. I'm not kidding. So, uh, it's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. And their commercial was like a rabbit throwing people down holes. Oh, rabbit yeah, hole. yeah, and if yeah. you've ever been on Tubi, you know that's what it feels like. Whoa. <laughs> never heard of any of these. I mean, they have big movies too. But yeah, there's definitely stuff there that is wild and creative and you know unique but also it's free i mean you get to watch some commercials and stuff but not as many commercials as you would think that you see like on hulu and stuff right that's um, awesome and then uh and there's no credit card or anything to sign up you just go it's like youtube it's okay crazy. yeah i'm so anyways um yeah. you can also rent uh my movie on amazon right now and google play and youtube movies and in june if you're listening to this after june 2023 it's on YouTube for free too. So if you search Solid Rock Trust, you will find it somewhere. We've got Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. So you can find us. Right on. All right. Well, uh, last question for me. Uh, what can you talk about anything you're currently working on? Um, yeah. I can't talk about Marvel stuff, but I could talk about other stuff that I'm working on. All right. Um, I get it. No, <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, you can, Guardians man. of the Galaxy comes out in two months. Check yeah. that one out. There's a new trailer for you. Um, Dude, that trailer was awesome. Um, I just finished editing a documentary about the, one of the first American skateboarders to go to the Olympics. Oh, wow. That's amazing. His name was Jake Alardi. It's super yeah. interesting uh, like sports documentary. Um, it's sort of a cross between a skate video and a sports doc, actually, in, on purpose. We tried to make it feel like that. So it kind of flips Very back cool. and forth. Um, I'm super excited for that one to come out. I think it's so good and inspiring and really like family friendly. That's like a PG movie. Right um, on. Small town kid makes good, goes all the way to the Olympics and it's yeah, really great. Dude, you um, got to let us know. We're going to definitely be talking about that movie when it comes okay, out. Okay, good. And yeah, good. Uh, it's going to be fun once that one comes out. Um, what else? I mean, like I said, I've worked on a bunch of scripts and if I get a break, Again, we shot Solid Rock shot Solid Rock Trust in 11 days. So, I mean, it took a lot of prep. 
but it was really only two to three weeks break that I wow. needed to be there for. And then I'm not on a time frame, so I could edit it at my own pace, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So if I get another break like that, hopefully we can make another one of these. I've got different scripts, at different budget ranges, and depending on who comes along and is interested, um, hopefully we can make one of those here in the next year or two again but that's exciting man well again i'm not bsing i really enjoyed it Uh, i think you are you're probably just getting started on the directing and screenwriting and all that stuff but man it it, uh before we go anywhere else people can find you follow you support you yeah uh social media all that oh thanks i'm gonna put um i'm gonna send you our link tree you can put in the show notes Okay. You can just go click on that. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and you can find wherever our movie happens to be at the time you click on it. So that would be great. And if someone goes out and watches it, oh, please leave me a nice review somewhere on IMDb or Rotten okay. Tomatoes. And uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, and I'll probably answer you. <laughs> there you go. Right on. Well, yeah, I know what I'm doing right after this. So, hey, uh, Rick, really appreciate it. Thanks Next so time much, I want to man. come back on with all the guys because you guys are hilarious. And oh, I know, I know I these guys. Meet freaking, everyone else. They got jobs, losers. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, hundred percent. You're gonna come back on. Hey, shoot! If there's a show that you watch, you want to just guest host with us for a night, we could do that too, man. Okay, we're gonna talk about that because I I love the banter. I want to come back and hear you guys' thoughts on some some different stuff there you go well 100 do it but rick thank you so much for joining us definitely go check out his stuff go support him watch the movie it is like i said very captivating it's probably different than you're even imagining now and you have to see it to believe it so rick all right aloha man and uh before you leave if you wouldn't mind i asked all our guests to say this would you say thanks for sticking it with us Oh, yeah, of course. Mahalo for sticking it with us. Yeah, there you go. The Joystick Show. If you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, we'd really appreciate a follow, subscribe, and a review. Just how we like chatting with our friends, please share this with yours. Feel free to join the squad and follow us at J-O-Y-S-C-H-T-I-C-K-S-H-O-W Joystick Show on Twitter and Instagram or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like submitting topics or questions to be discussed on future episodes, you can email us at joystick.show at gmail.com. As always, thank you, peace out, and make it a great rest of your week.